But more important than any of these things is what do we do with what we have as a result of this connection? Am I changing my thoughts? And am I changing my habits and actions? Because if I'm not changing those things, it doesn't matter how great I feel in the meditation. I'm going to get up and walk around in the same life as the same person with the same limited results. And then I'm going to say that it's something to do with, you know, the, blaming this person, who the president is, what the other thing. No, it's not that. It's that you didn't carry it over. Welcome to the Syntax Show. And the thing that I've realized from the CEO to the NFL football player to the janitor, we're our toughest critics and we're hardest on ourselves. But you have to be willing to say and point out the things that need to be said. The only way to grab somebody's attention is with a story. Welcome to another episode of The Syntax Show with John Toda. My guest today is Daniel Mangana. Daniel is a motivational speaker, best-selling author, and coach who has spent decades perfecting his coaching methodology. He's the author of several books, the host of the popular Do It With Dan podcast show, and was recently recognized by the Wall Street Journal as a master of success. Daniel was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome in his 20s, and that experience helped him create a simple four-step system called the Beyond Intention Paradigm to help transform your life from misery to celebration. He's an amazing person with an important message to learn more from. His latest book is called Stop Meditating, and it's open for pre-orders in May, so we'll talk about that today as well. Daniel, welcome to the show. Hey, John. Thanks so much for having me. Really happy to be here. So I think your background is really interesting, and I always like to start with everyone and kind of understanding how you got into your expertise, why it's so important to you. And of course, your story kind of goes back to your Asperger's syndrome and how that impacted you in your 20s. Tell us a little bit about your journey and, and how all of that kind of led to where you are today. So John, again, thanks for having me. I love to say that my life is actually like a trilogy. Right now, I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in part three of the trilogy. The Asperger's came during part two, and part one was <laughs> had the ignorance and, and arrogance of youth. So I'd say part one, I made and lost two multi-million pound fortunes by the age of 24 years old. And, and the funny thing was, is that the first time that I lost everything, I wasn't sh- shaken really by it. I, w- I was 20 at the time. I hadn't been tested by life. And so I had the gusto to just keep going. So I went going, I kept going, went on again. But when everything went the second time, about the age of 23, 24, that time I was crushed. I was really crushed that time. And I was crushed to the point of believing that I had literally nothing left to contribute to the world at all. And generally, not even from this elevated emotional state, but from just a very serene and very matter of a fact place, I, I just said to myself, well, I might as well just throw in the towel. And the only reason why I didn't actually make an active suicide attempt, John, was that I had such little belief in myself at the time that I thought I would fail. And so I didn't try because I didn't want to fail at something else. <laughs> That's literally what happened. Now, Fast forwarding to my Asperger's diagnosis and understanding how my brain works, I now see, thank God that I have Asperger's because I don't have the capacity to make impulsive decisions. My brain always has to go through this process of thought and and analysis. And in the analysis, thank God again, I saw, well, this isn't definitely going to happen, so I wouldn't try. That event, that part of my life took me into part two, which funnily enough, John, wasn't me trying to find out how to save myself, I actually wanted to go back, look at what was working and what wasn't in my life, get some tips, get some trips and get some hacks so that I could successfully pull off my suicide. So part two of my life was a decade of me starting off actively trying to work out how I could successfully pull off suicide. And 
accidentally, <laughs> in the face of that, spent so much time polluting my mind with positive content in that initial endeavor that I reprogrammed myself completely unconsciously and ended up coming to choose life. And beyond intention, my model was a result of that journey. And part three has all been about sharing that with the world. Ah, oh, that's fascinating. And it, and it is it, uh, kind of the way you frame it. It's probably the first time I've heard someone perfect their expertise while going through planning a potential suicide. <laughs> so it's, it's one way to get we there, right? About it now. <laughs> you, know what, you know, the event that actually triggered part three of the story was actually when I was able to look back at all of those experiences, dealing with the shame, dealing with the loss, dealing with the failure, and actually finding gratitude for it because it was all of that mess that brought me to a place where I get to live such an amazing life now, being filled up on a daily basis, getting to touch people's lives and impact them. Yeah. Now, so tell me a little bit beyond intention. Yes. Explain that for me. What does it mean? Obviously, I know it's a four-step process, but for our audience, kind of frame that and what that means and how does that apply to to anybody who's going through challenges like that? So one of the my like my personal things with Asperger's is something has to be systemized. People laugh at me at the stuff that I have anxiety about. I don't have anxiety about big things. If you say, hey, Dan, go and solve the debt crisis in Argentina, I may not know what to do, but I won't be stressed because I can, I've at least got a framework for where I could start. You know, blindsight me saying we've got to go grocery shopping and don't give me a shopping list and watch me have a meltdown. It's, it's, it's hilarious to see <laughs> the way that, that, that I work in that way. But beyond intention was looking at, looking at the fact that I needed structure. And I'd been on this journey. And by the time I got to the analysis, uh, sorry, the diagnosis, I, I, by then I, I'd come out of the darkness and I was pointing towards the light. So from that place of light, I, I saw, well, hang on a minute. If I had a structure, a framework for everything that I've gone through in order to, to get to this point of positivity again, maybe I could stay positive. Maybe I could keep going and keep growing. So it was completely selfish. I hadn't said, I didn't set out to change the world. I was like, okay, if I understand this and can structure it, in something that I can follow, that system is something that I can use to make sure that I don't go off the deep end again. So that was the background to it. And I literally then went back over the journey and started to look at where the, the seminal pieces were, what the major themes were. And those major themes were acceptance of responsibility, recognizing the power of now, the power of expectation, and also continuing to honor my humanity and be gentle with myself. And that evolved into the four steps of beyond intention, which are accept, clear, gratitude, and listen. Got it. Got it. And and so obviously you've had some extreme situation in your life that you were dealing with, mm. but when you're coaching people and helping them work through this paradigm themselves, mm. do they need to be in situations that are that dire that they're considering suicide or something that, that drastic? Or could this be something that anybody could implement just to bring more order to their life? I mean, for me, this is the thing. I don't believe the rules of the universe change depending on the situation. And actually, I invite people, even if they're dealing with a big thing, to start with the small things anyway. Because when we build that habit, that rhythm, that momentum around a particular way of doing things, we actually can then be supported to have an integrated way of being within ourselves to apply to bigger things. Because when we've got the stress or we've got the heightened emotional charge around a bigger situation, then we're going to tend to go into fight or flight, which is going to take us back to our, our known way of doing things. So what we want to do is introduce this new way of approaching the look at life with smaller things anyway. So if someone's got, you know, they, I want to find a relationship, I say, okay, what's something else, not relationship, that we can start working with? And then we're going to take the momentum, take the positive growth, take those results, take the evidence of the realness of this, 
that would develop in that other thing and bring it to this other thing that you care about. So that's where I actually stand on this. I think even if you do have a big thing, start with something small and then take that momentum and apply it to something big. Wow, that's interesting. So it really is rather than tackling the big issue mm. that's the, the elephant in the room, <laughs> you're kind of coaching people to learn the technique to solve bigger challenges with the small things, build up some momentum and some courage, and I guess probably confidence in yourself that you can solve the little things, right? Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Ultimately, we get who we are. When we look at the, at the physical environment, the people, places, and things in it, it's the law of cause and effect in action. Every single thing in our life is an effect that's the result of a causation. Those causations that are leading to effects generally are coming from an unconscious level within us, our programs, our patterns, our habits of belief. When we take this model and start to use small, low charge things to integrate it into our life, we then can start to change how we're showing up in a general basis. And what I find generally is the bigger things start taking care of themselves, at least to some degree, because who I am showing up is different. What I get as I show up becomes different too. Yeah, and, and and now how are you delivering this message today? I, and I think obviously when you think about challenges and someone like you who I think must thrive on order and <laughs> right, and now yeah. we're living in a world where there is no such thing right now. How does that go? Well, once you understand the power of beyond intention, then you can find order no matter what's going on around you because you're no longer a slave to circumstance. When you're the conscious creator of your own reality, then things that show up are just playing field for you to keep showing up as you, as the author and creator of your own life. For me, when I look at the events of 2020 and 2021 still continuing, what people are realizing is that the illusionary control that they had over their life has been ripped away. The illusionary comfort that they had with their job, with their 401k, with their this or with their that has been ripped away. And they're being forced to actually look at the possibility that maybe they do need to take some responsibility for their life. For me, I've thrived in this time. Why? Because I'm not a slave to circumstance. So these things happening outside of me don't shift what's happening in my life. I'm able to surf and navigate those as someone who shows up able to create what they desire to experience. Uh, yeah, it, it's fascinating to think that you could thrive in this type of environment, that it's mm -hmm. almost better. Like in your case, you do better in this type of environment because it allows you to apply the the training and the practices that you put in, in place. How are you getting the message out with people? A lot of our audience are experts and, and they're trying to get their message out in different ways. Mm -hmm. How are you getting the message out to your audience, to the people who, who are listening to your message? What's What's been working? So there's a couple of things I've been doing. First and foremost, I've not been waiting for somebody to save me. One thing, I mean, someone came to me, uh, sent me a message on Facebook the other day and say, hey, I've been following your work. You know, I'm thinking about investing in some PR. How has that helped you? And I had to sort of burst their bubbles. Like, so who, nobody cares if you've got great PR. You know, when I got the Wall Street Journal feature, and I've still got the, the, the copy of the journal where, where I'm featured here in the office, I did actually at that time think, oh, you know... <laughs> I'm going to be in the Wall Street Journal. I'm going to get millions of new clients <laughs> and all of this kind of stuff. Nobody cares, <laughs> right? And it's like right now, I mean, I, I love podcasting. Podcasting has been a really powerful platform for me to connect with people. And I probably between guests for my own podcast and me getting on other people's podcasts, I do 10 to 15 podcasts a week. But you know what? Who cares? <laughs> so it's not waiting for these external things. It's just asking myself, 
How can I show up today and touch as many lives as possible? Now, that could be producing content for social media. It could be, for example, I've been working on the book for the next six months. I'm going to be really working on getting that in front of as many people as possible. Relationships are very, very powerful. But ultimately, there's no point at which I sit on my laurels and think that one thing's magically going to do it. And also because this isn't an ego-led campaign, I really do want to touch people's lives. And people feel that. They feel that when I get on a call with them, I'm not trying to sell them something because I want money. If anything, I just want to help them any way I can, even if it means telling them, go and speak to this person over here or go and get this free piece of content over there. I genuinely care about people. I genuinely care about my message. People feel that. And I just show up every day, finding as many ways as I can to touch as many lives, showing up and giving the opportunity to connect with their energy. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think if you have that philosophy of just giving value to everybody that you come in contact with and spread the message in as many ways as you can, it starts to exponentially come back to impact. And now let's talk about your books because you, you've been pretty prolific in, in your writing. Just to kind of recap, there's The Dreamer's Manifesto, yep. Stepping Beyond Intention, mm-hmm. From Time to Time, and Money Game. Mm-hmm. Do these go together in any way? Are they building on each other or is it just an evolution of your your thinking over over the years well so from time to time i literally just wanted to get a book out because i i found that i was starting to make it a big thing about writing a book so when i came into part three of the journey and i was like okay you know books are going to be a big part of this and i found myself you know dancing around the idea of putting out stepping beyond intention which i had been working on in some form or another for more than a decade and it just it just wasn't getting finished so from time to time, I literally sat down and said, what's something that I can write about that makes sense, that's going to help people that I can get out and get done? So I took my time management, my time mastery system, and I put it into a book and put it out. And I saw, oh, that wasn't that difficult. <laughs> We've got a book now, I'm a published author. Then I went and said, okay, there's still some charge around stepping beyond intention. What's something of my work that I can get out? And so, you know, I'm Dreamer CEO. My my website's Dreamer Dan. My company's Dreamer HQ. Uh, my, my community, I call the Dreamers. And I wanted people to understand what my catchphrase, dream with your eyes open, means. And so I wrote a book to explain it and to motivate people to to want to connect with that. And so that's what the Dreamers Manifesto was. So I want to just inspire people to really do something. Stepping Beyond Intention then is all about the Beyond Intention paradigm and the story to bringing it to life. So it's really talking about that part two of the journey and how part one impacted it and, and giving people the opportunity to connect with Beyond Intention. The money game I put out last year, I created a, a really cool tool for manifesting money that actually works. It's You don't click your fingers three times and put a check on the wall. You actually do some work to change your emotional relationship and your, your mindset around money. And money literally magically shows up. We've had some interesting things, people getting tax returns for high five figures that they haven't filed taxes for yet and manifesting money in days like tens of thousands of dollars and so on and so forth so i wrote the book just to give people the opportunity to connect with that tool because at the time it was only available for people that were in my higher ticket program so that was that and then the latest book that you know we're probably going to end up talking about today is really looking at this part three of the journey and what i've learned from coaching you know people all over the world and also my own journey around how we can really get results that we want in our life yeah, and so now speaking about the new book, Stop Meditating. Yeah, and and I, I obviously want to talk about this because I've had a number of guests who come on here, you know, espousing all the values of of meditation, and I personally don't meditate myself. So, tell me, what is that just a controversial title, or do you really feel like meditating is not as valuable as everyone's saying? I think meditation can be valuable. It was a deliberately controversial title. I wanted to catch people off of it. 
because it reads like I'm saying don't meditate. But what I'm saying is find your path to the place that meditation takes you to. And once you've landed there, get up and do something with it. All too often people have, you know, they have their vision board party at the beginning of every year, but then don't take any different action and wonder why their life's the same. And they've been doing the same vision board party every year, mm-hmm. right? Or, you know, they, they're they always following the latest yoga craze and wondering why they're still stressed. It's because you're not doing anything about your thought patterns. And that's why nothing's changing. Or they, they meditate every day, but their life's still a piece of crap. You know, I've, I've worked with people that have done decades of meditation. I know one person sat at the feet of Ram Das and still was on their sixth divorce, right? So where is the missing link? And yet I know people that have had the most profound experiences and had the most wonderful changes in their life. I'm one of them because of what meditation can bring. But it doesn't have to be meditation that gets you there. It could be running. It could be having a walk on the beach. It could be time with your child. I find that I'm connecting with that with my, my newborn son. But more important than any of these things is what do we do with what we have as a result of this connection? Am I changing my thoughts and am I changing my habits and actions? Because if I'm not changing those things, it doesn't matter how great I feel in the meditation. I'm going to get up and walk around in the same life as the same person with the same limited results. And then I'm going to say that it's something to do with, you know, blaming this person, who the president is, what the other thing. No, it's not that. It's that you didn't carry it over. So it's really stop stopping at meditating. Controversially said, just stop meditating. And, and so I think it's this is kind of the common theme in a lot of what you speak about and write about. And I think kind of even going back to beyond intention, meditating is, is great in its own right. And mm-hmm. having good intentions mm-hmm. and good plans uh, mm-hmm. is all nice in writing and on paper. But it's about getting down to just doing the little building block actions and executing on a daily basis to change a situation that may not be what you want. A hundred percent. I think, John, one of the things that people forget is that if I want a change in physical reality, there must be a change in physical reality. I can close my eyes now and have the most visceral, lovely experience. I can have a lucid dream where I fly around and I'm the king of the world but I can still wake up and be a bum, right? right? So who cares about what happened in that dream space? That's why I say dream with your eyes open. Let's take all of that yumminess, that greatness, and start to apply it with doing something different. What am I doing in my business? You know, I can sit, I can wake up every day. I can, you know, register my company, set up a website. I can wake up every day, lie in bed and visualize serving my clients at the highest level. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to pay the bills. <laughs> You know, it's like going to a theme park and having like Disney dollars and trying to bring them into the real world and spend it. Or even me to bring my pesos to the Gambian desert and try to exchange it for rice. It's not going to happen. We need to use the local currency and the currency in physical reality is physical action. You can't bypass it. Doesn't matter what your shaman said, how many ayahuasca ceremonies you've been on and whatever other psychedelic, unless I'm doing something different in physical reality, nothing is going to change in physical reality. Yeah. And I, I agree with you because I'm kind of an advocate of you just execute and sometimes <laughs> you make mistakes and sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little sloppy and it takes you longer to get to where you want, but you move forward by making small steps, mm. executing on on action. Mm. And and so I always get frustrated a little bit sometimes with mindset people. Mm-hmm. 
with yeah. it, in a similar way, right? <laughs> that if you have the right mindset, good things will will happen. Which is that similar for you? Do you? It's have exactly a... the same. It's exactly the same for me. The, the book "Stop Stop Meditating" really speaks to the fact that look, we've got these different playgrounds that we operate in as a human. Our mental experience doesn't. We don't engage with it with our five senses, so it's not physical. So there's this whole layer of experience that we have, but people dwell there. I call them people in a perpetual planning loop. They're always reading the latest book. They can quote this philosopher and that philosopher. <laughs> you know, They're always doing personal development. I'm working on myself and all this grand stuff, but you're not actually working. You're working on yourself, but you're not putting in any work and then wondering why nothing's working. We have to move out of this one dimensional or even two dimensional approach and recognize that we as humans operate on all of these levels of density. And if we want to have a different experience that sticks, then we need to ensure that we're showing up differently in all these levels in a way that aligns with what we want to stick. Yeah. And, and, and I guess along those same lines, I always think that a lot of people talk about limiting beliefs mm -hmm. and how that's what's holding you back. And I always think in this similar to you that, well, some of those limiting beliefs are actually accurate. Like yeah. you are limited by not having enough resources or mm -hmm. not having enough money. And the only way you change it is not by, you know, bypassing limiting beliefs. You have to change those limitations, right? <laughs> I mean, and limiting beliefs aren't always a bad thing. I mean, my limit, limiting beliefs saved my life. <laughs> do, do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> limiting beliefs literally saved my life. So everything has a place. Things have different, different roles and different jobs and different things that they can do. But honestly... Honestly, 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 what I invite people to do is this. Identify what it is you want, get clear on that, and then ask yourself, do the stories I hold in my mind support that? And if they don't support that, then get to work doing something about changing it. When I do something about changing that, then guess what? My habits and behaviors will start to change, but I still have to carry a level of intentionality and consciousness to my habits and behaviors too, because that cause and effect... <laughs> That cause and effect loop can't be skipped. So limiting beliefs, positive beliefs, the happiest people can still be the brokest people with no results in their life because they're not taking physical action. So again, we're still bringing them together. But yes, definitely we have to do something about changing those limiting beliefs. But just stopping there is just as nonsensical as stopping at the meditation or the mind movie or the vision board. We still have to carry it through into action that aligns with it and brings us to the results that we want. Yeah, yeah, and I, I totally get where you're coming from because it's it's not saying that these things aren't accurate or they don't help. Same mm -hmm. with meditation or having good intentions, but you need to go one step beyond that. You need to actually put the actions in place, the cause and effect to actually make change in the world. And yeah, so it makes total sense. So for all of our listeners who want to learn more about the book that's coming up and just keeping up to date with all the writing and all of the the content you're putting out there where's the best place for them to go dreamwithdan.com nice and easy to remember is where everything is i put out about three to four blogs a week i'm an executive contributor for brains magazine um at the time of recording this i'm going through the final stages of getting into entrepreneur magazine as a contributor as well there's my do it with dan podcast uh, that you can access all my social media links and details on the books everything's at dreamwithdan.com dreamwithdan.com and your podcast show do it with dan is yeah. available on all all channels all channels yep you can go ahead and check all those most of your, your itunes and your spotify's and your google play doobry what's it should have them should have it out there excellent excellent so for all our listeners everybody loves to check out other podcasts so there's another good one you can check out and the new book i think it's coming out officially in september i think you yep. said but we're starting the pre-orders uh, now and we're, we're giving away some lovely bonuses for those that go ahead and grab the pre-order 
cool, cool. And they get that through your website as well, yeah, right? Yeah, can grab that through the website too. Awesome, awesome. And so for any last words or lessons learned, obviously you've learned a ton, the challenges you've overcome and working with so many different people. If one of our listeners is going through some hard times where they're having those, you know, thoughts about like they just can't go on with with the challenges that they're facing. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing you tell people? What's the most important message you would get to them? Ask yourself if you're saying that because of what you believe or what you believe other people believe. Because for me, I was running away from other people's stories about me, not even my own. So just ask yourself if this narrative is yours or your ideas about what other people think, because the likelihood is that they're not even really thinking about you as much as you think they are. So come back to center and ask yourself, am I making this because of what I believe or my ideas about what other people believe? And start putting more stock in what you believe about yourself and less in what you think other people are thinking about you. Yeah, I think that's awesome advice. And and it's so important, particularly with social media and everything else, right? It's even more, more intense today than it, mm-hmm. than it was 20 years ago. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. I think it's it, everything you're doing, the message you're putting out there, all the content that you're sharing with people. It's so important for people who are struggling with challenges, particularly in in the last year and a half that, that, that we've been going through. So thank you for being here. And, and for all of our listeners, check out dreamwithdan.com. You can find out everything that Dan is up to and, and the books that are coming up and all of that. And Daniel, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me, John. It's been a pleasure. And to all of our listeners, thank you for being here each week. As you know, we release a new episode every week. So wherever you're listening, be sure to subscribe and leave us comments. We'd love to hear from you guys. And until our next episode, happy learning. Hey, listeners, we really value our audience, and we are so thankful you're here listening to The Syntax Show. So please, wherever you are, leave us comments, like us, and rate us. That helps new people find the show wherever they are. Thanks for tuning in to The Syntax Show with John Toda.